You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of No Credentials Required. Episode 75. I never thought I'd get here, but here I am. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Ryan McCarthy. And as always, just want to let you know that we do appreciate you listening, anybody who's listening out there, tuning into Albany Sports, Capital Region Area Sports, any type of sports whatsoever. I do appreciate you taking the time to listen over the next over the last 75 episodes, and I hope I can continue this for another 75 more episodes. So thank you for listening. And as always, got to remind you first to go to our social media pages for any show updates on Twitter and Instagram. It's NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And also check out our YouTube page for past clips, for clips of past shows, uh, also episodes. Uh, we talk about a variety of topics on the uh, on the YouTube page. So go ahead and check that out. Just search No Credentials Required, hit subscribe, hit notifications. So before we get into this episode, just want to remind you about here in the local area, by a couple of friends of Godzilla Media. One of them is the Albany Empire. Uh, the Albany Empire kickoff, if you're listening on Saturday, the 23rd, kickoff tonight at 7 o'clock at MVP Arena. And Godzilla Media will be hosting a pregame show live from MVP Arena. You can watch it on Godzilla Media's YouTube channel. Buy tickets at AlbanyEmpireNAL.com. And also, Godzilla Media will be hosting live 
this for this year for the NFL draft at Irons Edge at Boston Spa Country Club. Join Godzilla Media live on location starting at 6:30 and throughout the entire first round. Enjoy great 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 drink specials. Enjoy great drink specials, food, football fans, and more on Thursday, April 29th. For more information on the upcoming draft night broadcast, continue to watch and listen to Godzilla show Godzilla Media shows this month. And hey, you might see an appearance by yours truly on that on that on that uh, on that particular broadcast, especially especially during the first ten picks uh, where our new, where my New York Jets will pick at four and ten, maybe. So speaking of NFL draft and the New York Jets, this episode is about the NFL and the New York Jets. So I bring in my buddies Dan Goldstein, uh, who was my former co-host at Downtown Jets, and also bring in Kyle Rigney from the Trav and Rigney Show, another Godzilla Media podcast, another fine podcast on the Godzilla Media uh, podcast network. Uh, we talk about the Jets, New York Jets draft. But first, we start off with free agency, give our grades for free agency. We talk about Debo Samuel, whether or not he'd be a good fit for the Jets. And then we go into our picks, our top 10 picks on which teams we'll pick where. And then we'll finally dig into the New York Jets. So without further ado, another edition of Friends with Ryan with my buddies, Dan Goldstein and Kyle Rick. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh. This is the Friends with Ryan segment, only on no credentials required. And welcome to the Friends with Ryan segment, where both where friends both old and new come to talk sports. And this is a special episode, a special installment of Friends with Ryan, because I'm bringing back two of my buddies who are Jets fans. We're going to go over the New York Jets draft picks for the 2022 draft which by which will be happening next Thursday. So one week left till the draft and we're going to get things started. I'm going to introduce my guests to my right is from as co-host of the Trav and Rigney show. We got Kyle Rigney. Kyle, how's it going tonight, bud? Pretty good. How about you guys? Doing pretty good. So you got your bobbleheads next to you right there. Oh yeah. All my pop figures over here. The the fun, that's right the the fun the pop, the pop uh, fun code that's right that's right yep, yep. about that too many too many <laughs> for sure and to my south and uh, to my southeast we've got my former co-host of the downtown Jets podcast he's joined me he's a very passionate South Florida New York Jets fan Dan Goldstein Dan how's it going tonight hello everybody doing just wonderful doing just wonderful glad to be back here and uh talk some more jets it's been uh, an exciting past uh month and a half with free agency and everything let's dig right into it all right yeah so let's talk about let's do, do a quick wrap-up of free agency are you guys happy with the, what joe douglas did are you guys kind of disappointed to see if they could get he'd probably get some more um dan let's start with you we'll talk for about a good three or five minutes for this uh for this part of the show what do you think about free agency? I give it. I mean, if you're going for instant grades, I think I would say I'd give that a solid B to B plus. I mean, you didn't expect him to fill every hole in free agency, but I think he did a great job of getting good players for good value. 
um, ones with that are scheme fits. And um, I'm very excited to see what they can do. I think Lake and Tomlinson to help solidify the interior over the disaster that was Greg Van Rotten um, was a was probably <laughs> the, the biggest improvement we've made in, within any position. But I'm very excited to see um, what DJ Reed can do because, I mean, I, I, I went on the Seahawks uh, subreddit and every single person in there was absolutely just mortified that the Seahawks let him walk and, and how, and, and they just couldn't believe that like for, for the price he got. So that made me feel really good. Cause I didn't know much about him as a, as a um, player before that. So that was a nice surprise. So I'm excited, man. I think uh, they put a lot of good uh, pieces into play and uh, I hope they can supplement that very well with an A plus draft and we can actually see the Jets, um, reach a level we haven't seen since uh 2009 2010 yeah all right absolutely i i don't disagree with you there kyle about you how would you feel about free agency yeah i 100 percent agree i think it's um i think he did i think joe douglas did a very good job um my i think my favorite addition is probably cj uzama i think he's a super underrated tight end uh, he's huge very athletic um, very explosive with uh, with the ball after after the catch. So very excited to see what he can do, how he can help Zach Wilson improve in year two. Um, and then obviously Lake and Tomlinson, I think, is our biggest signing. And uh, I agree with Dan that it 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 was easily our biggest upgrade at any position. Yeah, I, I for me, I definitely B plus, solid A minus. I I think mm-hmm. uh, I my favorite my favorite acquisitions were. Signing Jordan Whitehead because that helps the run game, the, the run defense game, a heck of a whole lot than it did last year. They are, there were obviously some uh, problems with the run defense. My other favorite acquisition is retaining Braxton Berrios. Yeah, that, that was huge. is a huge, huge keep for the Jets, and I'm I'm super excited to see what he can do. At, I mean, the last six games of the season after before he went out with an injury. Miss weeks and uh, miss week, uh, miss week eighteen. To see what he could do the, the previous six weeks before that, he was one of the top rated receivers in football. He was so nasty. I'm excited to see. Was that? He was nasty. Oh yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see what he can do in a full season, not just six games because of injury and whatnot. But I'm excited to see what he can do in a full season. Plus, he 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 solidifies their punt return and kick return. Kicker turn game, for sure. Yeah, as an all pro kicker turn. I couldn't. That's why I couldn't give free agency an A because the only thing he did was retain Braxton Berrios, and it's just it wasn't it wasn't enough to supplement, you know, as in the receiver room. So it puts a lot of pressure on him to, you know, make, you know, to try and get a big deal on one of these disgruntled receivers. You know, we had the Tyree Kill saga and. You know, I'm sure we'll, we're, we're going to get into Debo Samuel for a few minutes here. So, you know, it, but it puts a lot of pressure on him to either hit one of those guys or really make sure he hits on somebody in the draft. And, um, you know, that's that's the only reason why I couldn't get free agency in A. It's just because he just didn't do enough with the wide receiver room to to get me to bump it up that, you know, that high. So, you know, barring injury, we're still – you know, Jeff Smith and Tariq Black are still going to get on the field, and that that just can't happen. Yeah, it's a good it's it's a good segue to what we're going to talk about uh, next, real quickly. Debo Samuel, uh, the, the I was a little bit heartbroken when Tyreek Hill chose the Miami Dolphins, but 
I'm just going to say, I, I predicted it. I said, I said the Jets were going to be in the playoffs more than Tyreek Hill was going to be in the four years that the Dol- he's with the Dolphins. Um, so have fun with your 100 catches and one playoff appearance, if any, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But now, but now is in the situation where the Jets could possibly pick up Debo Samuel. And Kyle, I'm going to turn this over to you. Do you think, do you think Debo Samuel could be the difference maker for this team? Um, I think he could be. Um, I I'm assuming the biggest reason why he wants out in San Fran is because they're not willing to either they're either not willing to pay him that kind of money that he wants, or um, they want, or he want he wants them to to guarantee that he won't play running back. Um, so yeah, that's his biggest complaint. He doesn't want so many carries as he did la- as he was. As yeah, he, he didn't want to run. He, he didn't want to run between the tackles as much as he was. Right. That was his right. Play. Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, most wide receivers aren't taking that kind of beating, in, you know, week in and week out. <laughs> No, uh, not even Jamar Chase. Not even Jamar Chase did, and he he ran the ball just as much as same much as as much as Debo, but he ran the right. ball quite a bit as well. A lot of a lot of end arounds though for Chase, where where you know right. Debo was taking normal running back reps a lot of the times. Um, it's very similar I, to Cordell Patterson in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Close, I, yeah. I think he could be a huge difference maker for this team, though. He he he's amazing after the catch, and uh, he would easily be our most talented route runner. Dan, same uh, question over to you. I mean, I don't know if I tell him he saves my most talented route runner. I mean, I think Elijah Moore right now is probably the most talented route runner, even above Debo. Debo's got a different kind of game. Debo's more of like a physical beast that's just going to beat up on the uh, on whoever's on him, and then he's just going to he's just going to yak the crap out of everybody. I mean, that's just what right. he does. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Elijah is definitely a good route runner. And um, I didn't mean any like slight towards him. I just meant that like Debo's kind of proved it for longer than Elijah Moore has so far. Elijah definitely has the potential to be one of the best route runners in the league. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. If anybody anybody that actually wasn't watching the Jets would have actually watched film, they would have seen how open Elijah Moore was. It's like Rick ridiculous if Zach Wilson was either looking his way or, you know, the play call was to him or plays didn't break down so quickly for whatever yeah, reason or, or another. Yeah, or he wasn't running for his life or whatever. Yeah. Right, exactly. But I mean, Debo would be, to me, I mean, when it came down to, you know, the, the hypothetical of picking between the, you know, your disgruntled receivers. So your DK Metcalfs, your AJ Browns, your Debo Samuel, or your uh, Scary Terry. My my choice was always Debo Samuel because he has the familiarity with Lafleur and his mm-hmm. offense, and mm-hmm. there would literally have be no having to learn anything. You know the terminology, you know the playbook. Maybe has a couple minor nuances compared to what you have because now it's Lafleur's instead of Shanahan's. But I mean, overall, everything's almost. 90% the same, 80% the same. So, and LaFleur would know exactly how to use him where you wouldn't have to try and, you know, figure out an offense towards any of the other guys. And that was why he was always my top choice. So to see him now being available, I mean, the Jets got to go, you, you know, Joe Douglas got to go hard. He's got to go hard in the paint to try and grab Debo Samuel. And there's really no excuses as to why he gets beat out by anybody else. Unless Debo just says flat out, I'm not going to play for them. You know, I'm not going to sign an extension. Right, my my, it's it's part of the excitable dread, Dan. Right, the excitable exactly. dread. I mentioned that you're, you're hoping, right for, you're, you're you're hoping that the Jets will pick him up. But if he chooses some another team at the end of the day, that's where the dread comes in. My biggest dread is that he'll choose the Patriots. But I don't think the Patriots are going to have enough. The Jets are broke. The Patriot. Well, besides that, I mean, I don't know, and I don't know what kind of draft capital they have that the Jets do have. The Jets have plenty, plenty 
the of team draft that makes capital. me the most nervous for Debo is um, the Saints, probably. Nah, in, in terms I'm, of what they can offer. I'm if, if he's gonna be, if he's gonna be, if he's gonna be traded, I'd, I'd rather he. If if he's gonna go anywhere else but the Jets, I'd rather see him go to an NFC team. Yeah, I can't see the I can't see the 49ers willing to trade him to the Packers, who you know are gonna be in contention for the Super Bowl with or without Debo. Right, but it also gives Aaron Rodgers a receiver that to basically right. replace it's him make with him replaces one amazing. It replaces one top five receiver with another, <laughs> exactly. and that's why I'm so scared of the Packers because then the drop off that, that they're going to have in talent is minimal at best, minimal at best. So that's why I'm so worried about the Packers, just because they have two first round picks, very easily could just give one of them up, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and maybe something a little bit extra to try and shut out the jets if they're not willing to give up number 10. So right. I don't know. I, that, I don't know. I don't know how aggressive Joe Douglas wants to be, but. And that's the big, that's the biggest question of all. How much is Joe Douglas willing to give up? He was willing to give up both second round picks and the third round pick for Tyreek Hill. And the Chiefs said, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But we're giving Tyreek the final call as to where to go. And I don't know if this is going to come to the same conclusion, same draft package, that, or the same trade package that that Joe Douglas would offer for Debo Samuel. But let's see what John. I'm just kind of curious to see what John Lynch says. He said, "Okay, we'll give you our second, two seconds, and a third. And John Lynch will say, "Nope, I want ten, and I want thirty-eight, and I want a third-round pick conditional for next year. And we'll give you Debo and a sixth-round pick for next year, fourth-round pick for next year." I mean, it really depends on what his definition of a king's ransom is. Um, if, if I were Joe Douglas, I would do the two the two seconds and a third all day long. If he just wanted ten, I would also trade away ten for Debo. Yeah, I, Dan, I'm at, say I'm, you. I'm in. I'm at the point too where I think I would get rid of ten because I mean, you factor in right now. I mean, you know, we'll talk about this soon too. But you figure right now, number ten is prime spot for the Jets to go wide receiver. Right. So what do you do? Do you take an unknown? with on a rookie contract and hope that he becomes what Debo Samuel can be, or do you suck it up, lose the rookie contract money while you have Zach Wilson on his rookie contract and spend big on a top five receiver that you already know is again, a perfect scheme fit within the offense. So to me, I'm willing to give up 10, whereas I wouldn't have been for Tyree kill for basically that reason. Plus he's younger. I mean, he's 26. He's in the prime of his career. Right. So yeah, sure. you signed him to a four-year deal, hundred million, seventy-two, you know, seventy-three guaranteed to beat Tyreek's number, and you know we're off and running to the races, and you know then we don't have to force anything, and and um, you know then you could look to either trade back from four, you know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but you know you can always try and yeah. figure out a way to recoup, you know recoup other picks to to you know to make up for it, whether you trade back from four, or, you know the second rounders or whatever it may be. I don't know if I'd be willing to give up more than 10, though. Like, I don't think I'd be able to give up 10 and 38. Like, you're getting, I, I don't know. Maybe, about 10, that. And 60, maybe 10, 60, 10 and 69. I think you could talk me into a first. I think you could talk me into 10 and 69. Like, I, I think you could ultimately do it. I would probably balk at it and I'd want to negotiate just that's just because, you know, that's just the businessman in me. I'd want to negotiate mm-hmm. the crap out of it before I say yes. But I think ultimately you'd break me down and say yes if John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were unwilling to go to do it without it you know i think the most i would offer is 10 and 69 or 10 and a conditional second for next year i don't think they would take anything for next year they probably wouldn't but that's what i would offer (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, you got to figure the Jets, even even in a conditional second, at best, the Jets is probably still somewhere in the low 50s. So, you know, at best, at, at the worst case scenario for the, yeah, that's that's where they're at. So you got to figure they're still in the mid to high 30s to the low 50s for a second round pick. It's still, it's not a bad gig. It's just you got to wait a whole nother year to use it. And right. I don't think they'd want to do that. I, I would personally offer 1069 and a, and a conditional fourth rounder for 2023. I would, do a day, I would do a day three conditional pick. Yeah, I don't know if I would try and go up to a day two, though. Not without some sort of crazy, you know, number parameters that he'd have to hit. He'd have to he'd have to do 1,800 yards total again in 10 scores to get to go up into a day two pick. I think with his slight injury history, they would probably do a percentage of snaps played. Sort of similar to Carson Wentz's deal. That's where the conditional comes in, yeah. Yeah, could be, could be. All right, gentlemen, so we're going to move on from the free agency and the Debo Samuel talk. We're going to get down to our picks for this year. But first thing we're going to do, first thing we're going to do first is that we're going to predict the top. We're going to predict the top 10. Okay. Overall picks of this year's NFL draft. And uh, Kyle, I'm going to hand it over to you first. Who do you have as your first 10 off the board in the 2022 NFL draft? I got to say, I've been doing mock drafts, um, like filling out my own mock drafts for a while now, probably like the last like 10 years or so. This is probably the hardest like top three that I've ever had to come up with. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think that there's a there's there's not really a solid number one right now, at least from what I'm reading. It, it's all over the place. But um, just looking at the board, I don't really see how the Jaguars pass on Aiden Hutchinson here. So I have uh, Hutchinson going first. I have the Lions taking uh, Sauce Gardner. And then I have the Texans taking Evan Neal, the Jets taking KT, uh, the Giants taking uh, Iki or Icky, and the Panthers taking Charles uh, Charles Cross, the Giants taking uh, George Karloftis, and the Falcons taking Derek Stingley Jr., uh, the Seahawks taking Trevon Walker, and then the Jets taking Drake London. Fascinating. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to why you have Aiden Hutchinson at number one. I just think he's the best player in the in the draft right now. Um, the Jaguars kind of tried to uh, solidify their offensive line through free agency and and, uh, you know, with their franchise tag. So I kind of feel like they, they should go edge probably. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if they should go edge, but I think that they're going to. I think. Uh, in their position, I feel like it's going to be really hard to not take what's considered probably the best player on the board. Okay. okay. But I could totally see them taking even Ev- Evan Neal or or Icky there or whatever top offensive lineman you want to consider the top guy because I feel like it's all over right. the place this year. It's Yeah, it's definitely all over the place. I, I definitely agree that this there's no there's no consensus, number one. Right. Number one overall pick. It's and this year's draft is not going to be quarterback heavy. It's going to be more offensive line, edge, and wide receiver heavy. Maybe a little bit secondary. For That's sure. What I'm feeling next year's next year's draft class is going to be definitely quarterback heavy. Oh, uh, there's sure, probably going to be four. There's probably going to be four or five guys that go top ten. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, it's definitely no consensus number one. So I could definitely see Hutchinson going at one. But you could argue that it could be another offensive lemon going at one. You never mm-hmm. you know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens on on, uh, on Thursday night. Dan, over to you. What's your top ten? 
for okay, the overall draft. Here's my here's my notebook just so you see it. Sorry I wasn't listening. I was thinking about Zach Wilson. <laughs> Very nice. So hope your wife doesn't mind. That was a birthday that was a birthday present from the wife. Very appreciated. <laughs> so nicely done. All right. So number one, uh, I have Trent Balky being an idiot because he is an idiot. So he's gonna take Trayvon Walker at that <laughs> spot because he's gonna go for the insane upside potential over this floor. Uh, which means the Lions then get the hometown kid, Aiden Hutchinson, there. I have the Texans taking Icky because he is light years better than Evan Neal. So they're going to take the best offensive lineman on the board there. I got the Jets then lucking in the cave on, as everybody knows. I have the Giants then taking Charles Cross because I think they're going to be more concerned about fixing their O-line than their secondary here at the moment. Then I have a trade, actually. Mm. So I Carolina has thanks to Sam Darnold, no second or fourth round picks this year. So I think in Carolina's terrible. So I think they're a perfect trade down partner uh, for someone in the low teens to kind of move up for a player. So I have Minnesota moving up with Carolina, uh, giving up their Minnesota, giving up 12 and 46 for six and Minnesota then taking sauce at that, at that pick, which leaves the giants just miserable and they panic and take Kyle Hamilton at that spot to kind I of would love that compared. I would I, I mean Kyle Hamilton's a great player but you know I top 10 safeties is just a no-go anymore so yes I would love it too then I have another trade as a matter of fact I have Atlanta also with so many holes that they instead of sitting at eight they move back into the mid-teens with Baltimore and Baltimore gives up 14 76 and a 23 23 third to move up <clears throat> for Derek Stingley in front of the Seahawks so <clears throat> that gives the Seahawks then the right to pick Evan Neal. And then I have the Jets taking the best wide receiver in the entire draft, Jamison Williams. That's actually who I want them to grab. I've just been seeing tons of Drake London stuff. Um, Jamison Williams is the guy that I would rather have them get. <clears throat> but your I actually like with, Garrett Wilson too. But your problem with Wilson is uh, Williams is that he probably won't play until October, November, unless he's care. making a super miraculous recovery and it was torn ACL. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> that short sightedness of like, yeah, do I want them to win games in September and October? Absolutely. Of course. I'm going to root for them every game. But you know what? As, as long as the Jets don't go like two and 15, Joe Douglas is and Robert Soller. You're no two and 15, 17. Oh, that's right. Okay. I'm adding a game. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying Canadian hey, football hey. league for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as long as they don't go get worse than what they were this past year, Joe Douglas's seat may get warm. It's not as hot as everybody's going to think. The fans may want to riot and fire Joe Douglas in this and the media will, you know, fuel the, will fan the flames a little bit on it. But ultimately he has a six year deal. He told the Johnsons that this is going to take a while. It's year. I think realistically, he's got he gets another pass this year, and next year, twenty three. That's where you have to show the massive into double digit win type improvement. So uh, Joe Douglas is still has his eyes two to three years down the road, which is why I think he goes Jamison Williams over someone like Drake London or Garrett Wilson because Jamison Williams can absolutely ignite this offense with from the slot. I mean, he would be a perfect, perfect player to have in the slot where he can get free releases, use his incredible 
route running and speed to get open and then just burn up field. And that's what I want to see. That's what's going to open up everything else for everybody else. So, you know, I like Drake London. I like Garrett Wilson, but I love Jamison Williams. And I mean, you got to think you, you can't you can't be so short sighted over the first four to six weeks of the season where you don't have him compared to what he could do for the next four to five years. You just can't do it. I agree. I just for some reason have the feeling that they're going to take London. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, I do really I, I prefer Williams. Look, would I hate it if they took Drake London? Absolutely not. I mean, then you kind of have a guy who could, you know, could potentially become our our version of a hybrid of Brandon Marshall and, and Mike Evans. I mean, you know, nobody would sneeze at a guy that could be the combination of those two. I mean, let's be real. Right. But we miss we're missing we're missing game breaking speed. We are missing game breaking speed in the wide receiver room. And I mean, if he was able to run a forty, he was predicted to run somewhere in the range of like a four two six four two seven. I mean, that's 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 asinine to, to pass up on that over over an injury that'll keep him out for maybe the first I don't know six to eight weeks of the season. I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't. I I just, I just don't. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So here are here's my top ten picks. So I've got Jacksonville taking Icky Iquanu at number one. I just think that uh, Doug Doug uh, Peterson wants to have another tackle to to, to protect uh, to protect Trevor Lawrence. I got Detroit taking the taking the hometown kid agent Aiden Hutchinson at number two. I got Houston taking Evan Neal at number three, offensive tackle. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau number four for the Jets. For the Giants number five, I'm, t- I'm taking Sauce Gardner. For Carolina, because their offensive line is atrocious, I got them taking Charles Cross at number six. Uh, Giants from Chicago at number seven, I got them taking Derek Stingley Jr. You might as well book in some corners for the next uh, next half decade to decade. Atlanta, I got them taking Trayvon Walker because they don't have a pass rush. Uh, Seattle from Denver, I got them taking Malik Willis at number nine. Uh, I guess he's considered the top quarterback in this draft uh, you could argue about Kenny Pickett you could, argue, you could argue about Desmond Ritter but I think Malik Willis is the top quarterback in the draft and I got Garrett Wilson at number 10 for the Jets I had in my original mock draft for the Jets for the first five picks I had them taking Drake London but I'm concerned about the ankle injury number one I know it's a break I know it's a fracture rather than an ACL tear but he didn't run a 40 at his pro day at USC. He didn't make, he didn't come to the combine. So that kind of, I know that combine numbers. Yeah. It's, it's great for just for impressing staff, but I kind of also want to see what kind of speed that Drake London has. Uh, but I think Wilson has that, has that kind of speed. Uh, if they, if they don't want up trading for Debo Walker here. Uh, so that's my top 10. Uh, so we, so I think for all of us, we have a consensus of K, of KTB taken at four uh, by the Jets. We yeah. all we all we all disagree on wide receivers <laughs> at ten, but we all have the Jets taking wide receivers at ten. Yeah, I was just going to say I think it's funny that we all pick different wide receivers for the Jets to draft at number ten. We also <laughs> all pick different number one overall picks, which I think is interesting. That just yeah. goes to show you the craziness of what this year is. And, of course, it had to be the year the Jets have two top ten picks and there's no damn quarterbacks worth it. Right. I do right. think that somebody will trade up for a quarterback. I think right now it's just kind of hard. I think the Lions are actually um, 
a potential landing spot for a quarterback, even at number two, if they feel strongly enough about one of these guys, and I'm not saying that they do, um, but I think it's it's just kind of uh, football nature, right, to kind of grab your guy when you need him or when you think you need them. So um, so I wouldn't be that shocked if the, if the Lions grab uh, a quarterback at two um, or even the Panthers. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, McAdoo came out the other day and said that Sam Darnold is their starting quarterback, and then um, about a minute later he retracted that statement like an absolute moron. So I don't know if that was him saying – Maybe I shouldn't have said that because now they know they know I'm not going uh, uh, quarterback in the first round, or or maybe he's just like maybe I shouldn't have said that because we might be going quarterback in the first round. Uh, I mean I don't really know, but I think the Panthers are a potential spot there. I I think the only team that could take one in the first ten is the Panthers, just for Matt Rule to try and buy himself more time. Yeah, that's that's really about what it comes down to. I mean Matt Rule's Matt Rule's seat is probably the hottest or the second hottest the second hottest coaching seat in the league and i can't even name you who would be above him at this point no i think i think he has the hottest for sure yeah so i mean i could totally see him taking a quarterback to try and see if he could buy him an additional year you know to say hey i got my actual guy let me see what i can work with here and in the meantime we'll let sam darnold suck for another year and we'll get another high draft pick to help supplement you know the rest of our stuff you know but that's also the reason why i have them trading down as well is because the quarterbacks are so bad that he could trade down, gain back his second round pick that he lost for Sam Darnold, plus whatever else they can finagle and negotiate with whatever team they're doing, and still take a quarterback at 12, which is what I would have had them doing, actually. I would have had them taking Malik Willis at 12 in my in my mock draft had I kept going past 10. And this way they recoup picks and still get their quarterback. So Matt Rule still has the built-in excuse of Give me some time to take use work on my guy, you know. Yeah, really, really, uh, all these picks between the Jets picks, um, I think, have the potential to have a quarterback go. Um, I think either one of the Giants picks, whether that means them trading back or the Giants taking a quarterback themselves, because of, you know, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know how good Daniel Jones is, and I don't know how good everybody else in the well, organization well, really thinks he is. Well, Brian Dable has gone record saying, "I can't wait to work with Daniel Jones." That yeah, that's but that's it could fine, have been a smoke screen. Doesn't mean anything about that. They, they say nothing. That all yeah. that, that all that is nothing. It's it's just just words. Yeah, just the Panthers words. definitely need a quarterback. Uh, the Falcons need a quarterback. I mean, I'm excited to see what Mariota can do, but he's not the long term there. I think everybody knows that. And then the Seahawks need a quarterback because, I mean. Well, that's on. why I had them pick him Malik Willis. At I could see the Se- yeah. I could see the Seahawks doing it because John Schneider likes to think he's the smartest guy in the world, and he always comes up with these crazy picks. And that's why he he could go ahead and do it, thinking he's you know he gets the pick of the litter at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think the Lions know they're going to suck still, and Dan Campbell's looking to the future, knowing he probably still has a top five pick next year, where all the quarterbacks that are going to be in next year's draft are better than are better. any of the ones in here. So I have a feeling him and the Giants are probably forward thinking another year, and they're going to roll with Jones and Goff, knowing they're mm-hmm. probably both going to suck, and then they can take their guy next year in a much, much more talent-heavy draft that quarterback. Oh, for sure. That's definitely what they should do. I'm just pointing out that people take quarterbacks when they shouldn't necessarily take quarterbacks almost every single year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that a quarterback should go in the top 10, but I think it's not unlikely that one would. 
I just don't have, I mean, if I'm on my personal rankings, I just don't have any one of them worth it. I mean, like I said, Malik oh, Willis yeah, would have gone at 12. You. And even then I would have told you that's a reach, but somebody's yeah, got to pick one you. somewhere. I, th- I think, I personally think that Pittsburgh could be one of those teams that trades up and pulls like a Josh Rosen and picks and panic picks uh, Kenny Pickett. Although I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's a decent court enough quarterback. He has, everybody worries about his hand size, but whatever it's just a stupid you know measurement for combine i, I worry about it. his arm strength i don't think yeah don't but any, he's I mean, he's, he's gonna be in that type of system that you don't have to worry too much about the long long ball as long as he got uh Najee harris in the backfield he could mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Get some good yardage. Isn't to worry about throwing it too deep. They can only hope. They can only hope. I don't know. I don't see any reason to trade up for a quarterback, though. I really don't. Be a waste of future assets or assets you can use now to build around it. All these crappy teams with no quarterback should be trying to trade back as much as possible to get first and second rounders next year <laughs> so that they can t- go up for somebody if they're not in position to grab someone. Like Washington, like Pittsburgh, like the exactly. Saints. Even yeah. the Saints. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree with a lot of that. Unfortunately, it's a, you know, what have you done for me lately type of league, and a lot of these coaches need to, you know, like like Dan, like what you were saying, kind of like this is our guy now. This is what, you know, we're gonna move forward with him, and uh, he's gonna save my job, kind of deal. That's what's exciting. We got seven more days to find out for sure. That's true. That's true. All right, so we're gonna move on from the top ten, and we're gonna go into our New York Jets mock draft. So we both, all three of us, have our number four and number ten picks in. We both we. All three of us selected uh, had Kayvon Thibodeau at number four. We all agreed that there's a wide receiver available at number 10. All three of us have different different wide receivers going. 
So now we're going to concentrate on picks two, uh, at pick 35, 38, 69, 111, 117, 146, and 163. Let's start with let's start with the two second round picks in 35 and 38. And Dan, who do you have here at 35 and 38? I do not have the Jets picking at 35. They're moving back into the first. As oh. a matter of fact, okay. they're moving back up. They're jumping. They're going to be jumping Cincinnati. Right now, Tampa Bay is in such a spot where they don't have anything crazy needs that they can afford to go back, recoup of some assets, and let the board just kind of fall to them. So they're a perfect trade-up partner at 27. I got the Jets jumping right up for 35. And I don't know if Tampa would truly take this. The draft point chart says this would work, but I don't think they would truly do it. But I got them moving up to 27 for 35 and both their fourth rounders. So 111 and 117 to move up to 27. And they stopped the slide for Tyler Linderbaum to replace bitch-ass Connor McGovern and put some toughness in the center line and truly solidify the interior, that offensive line with future pro bowler, future all pro, current pro bowler love it absolutely love it love the fit ready for him he's gonna look so good in green and white i can't wait he's a joe douglas guy he's a michael fleur guy it's a perfect scheme fit i don't give a shit how short his arms are give a shit that he's a little bit a little bit light guy knows how to play the game and he's probably one of the best offensive linemen we've ever seen in the last 20 years come out in the draft so to me surefire hit then at 38 i have the jets going interior defensive line because that is an underrated need i don't care what you think about it that is an underrated need jonathan marshall is an unknown sheldon rankins is terrible and it's expensive john john franken myers probably should play more three tech but barring more injuries he may have to go back out on the edge we need depth we need high-end depth and most importantly we need guys that can stop the run so I have them taking Travis Jones from UConn because he hits all the Joe Douglas boxes. Team captain, high RAS score, loves the game of football, nonstop motor, and he's 335 pounds. He can clog up the one gap. He can clog up the two gap. He's a perfect one tech that could also play three tech or zero tech in a pinch. So he's a perfect fit for what the Jets need in the interior defensive line. And he can rotate in with John Franklin Myers on third downs to allow the pass rush to hit, and he can be the run stuffer. Love the fit, love the player. Then <clears throat> I have the Jets trading down with Indy in 69. I think Indy's going to try and move up for a wide receiver in the third round, someone that falls out of the second. So I have Indy moving up to 69 and giving up picks 82 and 122, and the Jets accepting that. Then the Jets at 82, they take Nick Cross, the free safety from Maryland. He's essentially the exact same type of athlete as Ashton Davis, but he can actually play football. He's good at it. He has instincts. He can cover. He can play in multiple schemes. He's a perfect little Swiss Army knife where they can move him around with a two high, two high split, one high split. Love the fit. He's a perfect, uh, perfect fit. At 122, they take Damian Pierce to pair with Michael Carter. Just give him that big guy one-two punch. He lit up the senior bowl. Love him. At 146, you take your developmental offensive tackle and Zach Tom from Wake Forest. And then at 163, you take Jojo Demon, the weak side linebacker from Nebraska. Can't help you in the run game at all. Just doesn't have the size, doesn't have the strength for it. But, man, can this kid cover. So any of those running backs, tight ends that go out in the flat, they're already eliminated once Demon gets on them. So I love the fit. He can come in. He can challenge Nazrul Dean at the weak side linebacker spot. 
and maybe even potentially become one another one of those late round fifth round gems that Joe Douglas seems to be finding lately. So that's my draft for the Jets. Love the fits everywhere. And uh, I wanted to try and find a tight end, but with the trades, you know, losing the both fourth round picks, I couldn't really figure out a way to get a tight end and I couldn't find another wide receiver that I liked at any point. So there would still be work to be done on the UDFA line when that happened. But as far as draft picks go, I love my draft. Okay. Right. Yeah, I really liked uh, really like trading up for Linda uh, Linderbaum there. Um, if if he's available in the late first round like that, that would be very exciting for them to pursue. Um, I, I have a feeling he's going to go in the middle of the first. And I don't think the Jets could be able to trade up that far to get him. Um, but if, if he's available at the end of the first, I would love it if they traded up to get him. Got to jump I mean, Cincinnati. I mean, Got to jump they Cincinnati. Did, they they did it last year with uh, tra- trading up for AVT. Uh, to get it to grab AVT, they had that trade with Minnesota. So they swap picks, so yep. uh, it could be, it could be, it could be, uh, it could happen here uh, for sure. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, Joe tra- Trader Joe's is always open. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Douglas Trader Joe's. And, is and teams open. teams seem very willing to to deal with him, which is such a refreshing uh, kind of take after after the whole McCagnan thing. I felt like nobody wanted to deal with him. He, like he, he, everybody hated McCagnan. It was vice versa. Like, McCagnan didn't want to deal with anybody. McCagnan, was that what it was? Yeah, McCagnan was terrible at making deals and trades. I mean, he granted he got you know Brandon Marshall, so that was that was a good deal that that worked out well. But other than that, he was terrible at making trades, and he just like would either from what I read, he wasn't returning phone calls or nothing like that. He was just sitting on his ass drinking thirty cups of Starbucks and staring at his computer screen, scouting. Apparently, doing a terrible job at scouting. God, I hate Jeez. McCagnin. God, I hate McCagnin. He was the worst. He was bad. He was bad. All right, Kyle, lay it on us. Who do you got for the for the remainder of the uh, draft for the Jets? All right, so in the first round, I had them taking KT and Drake London. Uh, second round, I don't have any trades uh, projected, by the way. Um, but Neither do round, I. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Second round, I had them taking uh, Jalen Petrie uh, from Baylor. Um and then we picked 38. I had them taking the linebacker from Wisconsin, Leo Chanel. Um, also, I have no idea if I'm saying these names right. I'm just kind of guessing. You're good so um, <laughs> Third round, I had them taking the safety from Cincinnati, Brian Cook. Um, fourth round, I had them taking tackle from Arizona State, Kellen Deesh. Um, fourth round, running back from Georgia, Zamir White. And fifth round, I had them taking a center. Uh, Joshua Williams um, seems like an, a really experimental kind of guy. He's from uh, D two, but they said of all the like the D two athletes, uh, it seems like he's he has like the frame to to really make the jump. Um, this is really just the experimental offensive lineman that I think uh, Joe Douglas would be willing to take late in the late in the draft like this. And then um, I do also agree that. Um, the interior D line needs some help. So um, Eric Johnson from Missouri state is going to be their last pick there. Okay. Dan, see anything wrong with that or just, uh... <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'd be very underwhelmed if that was ended up being what it was. I would see, feel very underwhelmed. Yeah. It, it's tough because like, you know, I feel like everybody's going to do like the whole, you know, we're going to trade up for this guy or we're going to trade back and acquire way more picks and stuff like that. And so I can, I can predict all that stuff too. I just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm so going to just do, 
No, you're good. Uh, I'm just going to do, you know, what's currently slated and, you know, who's falling to me. Like I did this on uh, pro pro football. What is it? Pro football focus. Yeah. Pro football focus is, uh, you know, drafting. And so I really just did that. You know, I kind of just did what fell to me and and took and this was the third one that I did. And this is the one that I liked the most. So this is just, you know, I got what I got here. I there's I don't see any way that Jets take two safeties. I, I just I just it's just I not, only have them taking one safety. You have them taking two. Brian Cook and Jalen Petrie are both safeties. PFF has Jalen Petrie listed wrong. They haven't lifted as a cornerback. Oh Petrie's, well, then that's, Petrie's a strong safety. Yeah, well then I would I wouldn't be aware. Yeah, of that. that's why I hate PFF. I think PFF PFF's rankings is a joke. Well, it's funny because I noticed that I noticed that with some positions, but I didn't I didn't notice that with yeah. his. He's a he's a strong safety and at 35 it's too high, it's it's too high. He'd be good for he'd be good for a late second. At 35 it's too much. That's the kind of the guy you move back. Like that's you know if you if I if I'm switching that up, I'm taking someone like Jaquan Brisker at that spot instead. He's way mm-hmm. better safety and a way better fit for what we need. As far as that goes, well, it's and, funny because I saw him there and I'm like I'm not taking a safety in the third or in the second. Yeah, well, again, that's that's PFS fault. I don't blame you. For yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a draft nut, so I mean, like, yeah, I I'm not that. as in. I'm I know like the first round guys, yeah. and then the later half, like I I look into them after the Jets draft, and I'm like, oh, what did he do? <laughs> yeah, see, I'm I'm the idiot. Yeah. I'm the idiot nerd. That's like every all these other draft guys. I'm 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 looking at everybody. I know guys that are going to go in the seventh round, and there's no reason for me to know anything about these guys, but I do. Yeah, no, I know that there's people. Yeah, and I know that you people out there, you exist. Uh, I can't get into college. Yeah, I can't get into college like that. So I kind of just, you know, I, I I take what I'm what I'm given here. Yeah, I uh, don't get me wrong. I'd be I I'd be underwhelmed. I would I really would on that one. That would be a very disappointing draft for me. But then again, how do you feel about a linebacker in the second round? Because I do feel like linebacker is a pressing need for us. I've got one. I've got one in the second yeah, round. I got I, one in the second round. Okay. <laughs> if you if you're looking at it like we look at it, it's definitely a need. But literally every time they bring it up, Sala and Joe Douglas are so quick to say, "We hundred percent believe in all our linebackers." To the point where I don't know if they're truly willing to spend that kind of a resource on one yet. Yeah, is, Chris, just, is I, Quincy Williams me, really that good? They truly think that he has Pro Bowl potential. He just I'm, needs to get like his instincts in place. I mean, he hits hard, but like, is there anything else he can do? <laughs> but they need really. he's terrible. Coverage. He's terrible at coverage. He doesn't really have good instincts, but he can hit. I mean, we saw yeah, that he, he can. can cover ground. He can hit, but he's got to he's got to get more of the nuances of the game under under wrap. Um, but they really think that they can train him and hone him to be not only just a starter but a high level starter. And then they really believe in Sherwood and Nazaldine and think that they both can develop into, again, same thing. I mean, they believe in Salah and Ulbricht's ability to develop linebackers. I mean, that's where they both made their money. You know, that's yeah, just sure. that is what they did between Fred Warner and Deion Jones and, you know, for say Aluakon. You know, they they those guys are linebacker gurus. So if you can, if if that's where I take them at face value, where they're talking to linebackers. I mean, I don't think they go that high on it. I would love them to take someone like a Chad Mama or a Troy Anderson or Leo Chanel or any one of those guys. I just don't think they're going to. I really think that they actually believe in the guys they already have in the building. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, so it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what you got. All right. I know what you got. I watched you on the Jake Asman show, so. 
Yeah, so no, you you kind of know you kind of already know Kyle isn't really. I don't think Kyle really knows yet, but uh, but that was a fun time by the way. Just shout out to Jake Jake Asman. He's a good. I love. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Is that still on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay, I'll check it out. From what that was yes that was two days ago, right? Two days ago. That was yesterday show. That was Tuesday show. Tuesday show. Yeah, Jake Asman's the best. I I watch the show every day. Yeah, I I just stumbled upon him and I started watching him. But he, he actually he almost came to Albany. He almost came to Albany uh, to work at the ESPN station here. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, he, he went to Ithaca yeah. College, so he's he's yep. in up. He goes to upstate New York, yeah. from what I understand, my, quite a bit. My yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Tom Gazlowski. Shout out to him from Gaz. He's the CEO, CFO, and COO of Godzilla Media. Kyle's Kyle's got a podcast with his network, of course. Uh, he yeah. he's he's known Jake since Ithaca. Sweet. Oh, really? So, That's so sweet. yeah. Listen, to, if you haven't watched it, watch the one he did today with Joe Benigno. That was oh my excellent. gosh, oh, that was geez. excellent. That was I'm gonna excellent. try to get him on the. I'm gonna try to get him on no credentials required. I see. Now, I'm a Florida time. guy. I don't get W. I don't get WFAN. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't get it. I'm in. I'm in Florida. You guys are up in there. Mm-hmm. You guys can listen to it whenever. I didn't get to listen to, you know, Benigno <laughs> and whomever the hell else was on his show with him. So you know, I only know a little bit about him. But like his 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 hour long video today spectacular spectacular i'm upset yeah, i missed him all these years he's passionate i mean, he, I mean <clears throat> they have the the one i think the one there's one or two apps you could probably get what wfan on right now but i've heard it's been kind of eh, since uh but you know and steve summers retired but anywho my picks so cave on at four garrett wilson at 10 unless they trade for debo um at 35 I mean, I could see if if this were to potentially happen. I mean, if there's no trade that happens, I got Tyler, I got Tyler Linderbaum at, at at 35. I don't know if he slides down that far. I just, I, just don't I, see I mean, Dan, the situation, Dan. I could see, I could see Trader Joe Douglas uh, try to trade up and get him, but I don't know. It's just a, it's just an instinct. I, it's just my instinct that I have. I have no, tra- I have no trades in this, in this either because I ain't really. I mean, I did my research, but I didn't like dig that deep. Into it. I think it's really, really hard to project trades. Also, but um, it is. but the it trades is. that the trades that Dan j- did lay in the table make made uh, they they did make sense. I, again, I'm going to say I don't think Tampa Bay would truly accept two fourths. I think that would probably. I think ultimately they'd want 69 over the two fourths. But I do think that Joe Douglas would still do that, and then he would probably trade down from 30 from yeah. 35 or 38 to recruit yeah, some mid rounders. It's going to depend on how desperate Arians is to trade down, too. So, you never know. And I, I just, they're going to know Douglas. He's going to want. He's going to need to hop Jacksonville. He's going to need to hop Detroit. He's going to need to hop Cincinnati. He has to. I cannot see Tyler Linderbaum passing through all three of those teams to get to the Jets. I just can't see it. There's no way. He's too good. He's too good, and he fits all their offenses. So he does. He does. All right. So I got 35. I got Tyler Linderbaum. I've got Nicobe Dean at Mike Lambacker at 38. And the reason why I have bet I have that here is because eventually CJ Mosley is going to move on from the Jets. I think this is what he's in year technically year three of his five year contract. Am I right? We only, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Because he, because he, because he, because he, he's after this year. Right, because there's he played two thousand. He played like three and a half quarters in two thousand nineteen. He elected out of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. He was basically defensive player of the year until he got until he got nicked up uh, in in week uh, was a week seven or eight. So, um, 
eventually they're going to move on from him. I think having somebody to take his place at Mike linebacker, Nicobe Dean, I think fits that defense and they can develop him into the Mike linebacker of the future here. At 69, I got, I got Jalen Petrie here at 69. Uh, they need a safety. Ashton Davis is a walking tire fire <laughs> of a safety. Yeah. He can't, he, he's, he, he had some glimpses of brilliance last year, but is he really a safety that can depend on for the future? I doubt it. I think he's, I think he'll be a, he'll be a, he'll be a cut uh, from, from this, this squad and in, in the, uh, in the, in, in preseason. At one eleven, I got him taking an offensive lineman. I've got Cade Mays from Tennessee. Uh, they, they watched him in the senior bowl. He didn't play for Ron Middleton in the senior bowl, but he was on the other side of the ball. But I think they need, some more depth at offensive guard. I, I highly doubt that Dr. Laurent uh, Duvernay Tardif is coming back, especially at the $9 million tag that he had last year. Uh, he's also 32, I think he's entering 32 years old, and he's kind of conflicted as to whether or not he was going to. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Leave to practice medicine in Montreal. I don't think he's, I don't think he's coming back. But I think it's I think this would be a perfect position for the Jets to to draft an interior offensive lineman. Uh, at one seventeen, I got taken Jelani Woods. I only because they, I think they need a developmental tight end here. I, and in my original pick for the Jets, I had them taking Tyler McBride at thirty eight because I think Ron Middleton absolutely positively loved him in the Senior Bowl. But I think it's a big stretch. So I think they're going to come down a little bit. And pick Jelani Woods as their fourth round pick, the second round fourth round pick. Uh, at 146, I have Bo Melton from Rutgers. He's a slot guy. Uh, I think they could develop him into a solid receiver. He's a team captain. Uh, he's definitely a Joe Douglas guy uh, as a team captain, and uh, I, I think he could they could develop him into a good into a uh, into a, a nice slot receiver to replace what Jamison Crowder, Jamison Crowder was. And at 163, I haven't taken. A, I have the 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 obligatory run, running back pick <laughs> here uh, for Joe, as Joe Douglas likes to do. I am taking Jerome Ford uh, from Cincinnati at running back at 163. Uh, so that's my that's my New York Jets draft board here. I think I think I mean your draft would be an absolute dream draft. But I don't think it's realistic. No, <laughs> I, think- I mean this is why we're doing it. This is why it's called a mock draft. It's subject. Yeah. It's subjective. Yeah. Like you if have- like if like 
I, I mentioned yesterday. I, it's funny. I, when I, when I talked to Jet when I was on Jake Gasman's show. I can. I saw. In the, I saw in the chat. Jets forever saying terrible mock, terrible mock. I'm like, all right, buddy. You're the one who want. You're the guy who want Kyle Hamilton at four and Sauce Gardner at ten. I would take Sauce Gardner at ten. He's my number two overall player in this draft. You, I, you I, know, I, if he got to ten. The, I don't. I really would take him, but I don't have the a other. Ball the other hypothetical I had and. Uh, I was sauce was that was KT at four sauce. If he were to slide all the way down to 10 jets, taking him and then the jets trading back into the first round for Christian Watson from North Dakota state. Right. And I mean, Jake Asman talks about that all the time. You know, this is what he says. He's like, you know, I, he's like, I'm okay with taking sauce at 10. If you can tell me what the plan is to get a receiver to move back up, you know, if a guy like, you know, Chris Olave falls, Traylon Burks, you know, those guys fall or, you know, even Christian Watson with his six four ridiculous athleticism frame, he kind of right. scares me a little bit. He he's better than Stephen Hill, but he has the same exact measurables as Stephen Hill. That terrifies me. They were both athletes that are still trying to figure out the wide receiver game, but he is better. I really don't f- like hearing that name. Yeah, no, <laughs> this, he would oh my God, I another, was so high on Stephen Hill. I was so high on him. Another McCagden guy or was that an Edzik guy? No, that was before that. That was before McCagden. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. As far as your draft goes, Ryan, I think it's a, your your draft is definitely the dream draft. You got a lot of value I'm, if those guys I'm were actually there. Def, I'm definitely <laughs> reaching for sure. Yeah. For sure. This is what I want them to do. But yeah. I mean, but. Petrie, Petrie could fall to 69. Uh, sorry, I don't know if my microphone pulled out there. Petrie could no, you're fall good. to Okay. Petrie could fall to 69. Chances are he probably goes just a few spots before that Jelani Woods is literally one of the most athletic tight ends they've ever tested and at six foot seven that can run and catch like he can I think Jelani Woods is a third round pick all day long I think yeah, someone's going to take the upside and he replaces Connor McDermott as our uh, best uh, right. short yardage <laughs> touchdown right, <laughs> right exactly and just same thing with Jerome Ford I mean Jerome Ford's Jerome Ford he didn't test as well as everybody thought but Jerome Ford's Jerome Ford's film at Cincinnati was spectacular for what for what the offensive system gave him uh, with Desmond Ritter, and he is he he's probably put himself into the fourth round as well. I I, I yeah. think he someone could even take advantage of him in the third round if they have him rated higher than you know the Zamir Whites or the uh, James Cooks or the um, you know Brian Robinsons of the world. You know I, he could even sneak into the late third. Depending, I mean, yeah. the running backs are so subjective right now. It's just a team by team thing. So, right. I, don't and, know. I mean, I, and the Jets and the Jets re-signed Te- Tevin Coleman for another year, one million dollars. It's a nice little. It's it's nice to have him back in the back in the locker, back in the running backs room because he acts as a mentor towards the other running backs because he knows this system. Right. He knows the terminology. Can teach the other running backs the same thing. And I think Ford would make just make sense to me at the, at at uh, at one sixty three. Yeah, I just again, I just don't see him there. That's just another thing. I just, I just don't think he's there. I, I really don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think he makes it that far. Somebody can I ask you both a question? Sure. Um, in the off chance that the first three picks are, and not necessarily in this order, but Hutchinson, Sauce, and Kayvon, what do the Jets do it for? Kyle Hamilton. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think, I think they, I think they take either uh, Aquanu or Neil. I, I 100 think they take Aquanu. Neil's not a fit for us. 
Nail's you, not. You a, think Nail's they? Not a fit. You think they take Aquanu and not trade back there? I don't. I don't think there's anybody that's going to want to trade up. I don't think you're going to find anybody. There's nobody there that you want to trade up for, especially. I, I would. When those three guys are at I would say Atlanta would trade up for for Walker. I don't. I'm maybe. I mean, yeah, I think or I think the, the or first, the Gi- or the Giants would or the Giants would trade up for uh, for for Aquanu. Maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe those guys call up to say, you know, hey, do you really love them that much to where you'd pass up on you know this this offer? And then Joe Douglas, I think Joe Douglas would love the trade down if he could. But if we're doing this where that's not an option, I think it's Icky Aquanu all day. Yeah, because you you need somebody. Because was it Fant's going to be a free agent after the, after this year? Yep, mm-hmm. and and uh, Mackay Beckton is still rehabbing his injury. Um, I guess he still he, he didn't go to OTAs, but it's an optional it's an optional workout. Uh, but I guess he uh, he's still rehabbing his knee. He's getting in shape, and I think his, his, somebody said his I think it was a Brian Costello said his wife is expe- his wife is expecting a baby in June. I want to say next month. Okay, I think yeah, I think she's thirty seven months or thirty seven months, thirty seven weeks pregnant. Wow, thirty seven months would be a while. She, it's a long time for a baby I to feel come bad out. For her, I'm very uncomfortable. You'll be walking out of the womb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just you know if if you if you if you listen to what people are saying about Makai Becton, he's already kind of in the Joe Douglas doghouse a little bit, like he's already he's already in it. So I mean, Ikki Aquanu is either assurance insurance for Becton, or he replaces Fant, or you know one of those guys you know they they could or he's they, at right tackle and they move they split they right, swing they Fant trade, left tackle as a they, starter. They trade they trade Becton. They could shit. They could even trade Fant. I mean, you know, they fans still thirty years old with plenty of with plenty of tread left to go. In his final yeah. year, you could even trade Fant for a probably a fourth rounder, you know, which would be better value than probably what you'd get from a Kai Becton right now. How do you guys so, feel about Becton overall? Have you lost confidence in him, or do you do you feel like he could easily turn it around? I I think he could turn it around. I I, I want him to turn it around. I don't know if his problem is more mental than physical, but I want I want to see him succeed. That's why they drafted him first in 2020. Mm-hmm. They needed right. a book. They needed a bookend for the future, and he's had so many injuries. I mean, the way he looks on the field when he's healthy, he's running over guys. He's protecting. He's throwing guys around. But when he's hurt, it, it sucks because because you, you spent your what you, who's what number three, number four in the draft. Number four, number three draft picks in 2020? Four, three? He was, and he, he was the third offensive tackle taken. He was number 11, pick number 11. Right. Right. So I, I want to I see him succeed. But I, I wonder if his problem is more mental than physical at this point. Does he want to play football? Look, we'll never know what's going on behind the scenes. The, we'll, we only know what we'll be told. I mean, we don't know how he interacts in the locker room. We don't know how he interacts with the coaching staff. We don't know how he interacts on the training table. We don't under, you know, we, we can only speculate as far as that goes. So, to we me, see what he posts on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can see, we can see all that. So, but I, I mean, to me, it's the same thing. Like you want him to succeed because if he does, then you know somebody in your scenario, Kyle, you know, somebody with Iki Aquanu and and Makai Becton both playing lights out, we'd have the best tackle duel in the league, and it wouldn't even be close for sure. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be close. We would be absolutely road grading people, and it it would be guys defenders would turn into would turn into human pizza, is what it would is what would happen. Yeah, 
on the field. So like it would be, and then add an AVT and uh, you know fingers crossed Tyler Linderbaum. Oh my God, the Jets might, the Jets not only would have the best offensive line in the league if that happened, the youngest. They would they would have the youngest. I would be willing to put that up there by year three of all of them being together. Probably one of the best all time. No joke. I would probably. And that's saying that a lot because because the Jets time. have had some awesome offensive lines back in the two thousand two thousand tens. That'd be four first rounders that are playing up to their potential, and then a Pro Bowler at right guard that knows the system. I mean, that would be disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah to watch so you can only hope he gets it together because damn it Mackay Becton could be one of the greats so so if if that's the case then they do go with Icky at number four at number 10 do they still address wide receiver or is that when you take your edge rusher I guess you gotta take an edge rusher I I think you gotta play the board you know I don't I think you gotta play the board as far as that goes well how do they feel about Jermaine Johnson at that point I mean they say they love him they've had great you know, great visits with him. They've done a crazy amount of research. Do they love him more than, you know, the Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Drake London to the world? I mean, that's up to Joe Douglas. Right. And that's where I think. Go ahead. Good. Good. No, go ahead. I was going to say, if it's me, edge rush has been so barren for us. I'm still going edge rusher. Can't, can't bank on Carl Lawson, you know, and there's, there's wide receiver depth in this, in this draft is immense, but compared to the edge. So I'm still taking an edge. Well, 10. don't forget, Vinny, Vinny Curry's coming back this, this this season. He re-signed with the team, and I know, and I, I know he missed all last year, but he's acting as a mentor in the locker room for some of the other guys and the younger guys. But if if they pick Iquanu, they take Jermaine Johnson. I think he's in the same scenario where they trade up to get a Christian Watson or an Olave or even 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 uh, Williams. At the, if he if he drops down to, to the the mid twenties, you certainly could. You could very well see Joe Douglas take Iki Aquanu, Jermaine Johnson, and then package thirty five, thirty eight, and move up to like sixteen, somewhere between sixteen and twenty, if he wanted to get desperate and grab you know somebody like Drake Leonard, Jamison Williams, if they're if they're in that area, you know, you could absolutely do that. I mean, thirty five at thirty eight, I think, is equal to like the fourteenth or fifteenth overall pick. So, I mean, you could see him take both of those and say, we're right back into the first round and give me, you know, who's who's my pick of, you know, who's who's the flavor of the day that, you know, it's still available. I mean, the only offensive player I haven't, I, I, I think of in recent memory that had a really devastating knee injury, but still had a solid NFL career was Willis McGahee. And yeah, he played running back. And he got his knee torn up when in that was the, the, the BCS championship game against Ohio State back in 03 mm-hmm. uh, but he missed a year was it i think it was drafted by the by the washington was it washington that drafted him or was it buffalo who drafted him uh mcgay he was drafted by buffalo i'm pretty yeah, sure okay so buffalo, buffalo draft buffalo drafted him he journeyed around but he still had a made, made a solid career uh despite he was never the, the same mistakes. player he was he never, was the, never the same player but no no but he still made us had a serviceable career pretty decent career in the nfl yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's possible, but I don't know. I'm not concerned about an ACL injury that anymore. Not with the way it is. It's not like the ACL injuries of 1998. Things have changed in the way they do it and their healing process and the technology, you know, Connor, Connor Hughes put up that thing where he's not going to play till December. And I think that's absolute bullshit. There's no, no way he's out till December. He, it's just not possible. No, at the latest November, 
at the latest November. And at that point, it's probably still early November. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Jets try and double dip at wide receiver. I think the Jets may try and double dip at edge. Um, I, It's, man, that's why I love the draft, though. That's why I love the draft. You have no I'm idea. very excited. Yeah, I'm no super idea. excited, too. I'm yeah, super excited too. I already got I already got plans. You know, my daughter's gonna be at my mother, my in-laws for you know from that, that weekend. The wife knows this is the time of year. Don't ask me to do anything. I'm not cleaning nothing. You want bring the laundry to me, I'll fold it while I watch. Other than that, like I get up to go to the bathroom and that's the only reason I'm getting off the couch. Like that, that's it. Like other than that, I'm watching <laughs> TV. You know, there you, go. So you want anything done, it's on you. Like I said, you can bring me the laundry and I'll fold it from there. So you know, every year, this is my, this is my time of year right here. My favorite time of year. Forget Christmas, forget Hanukkah, forget my birthday, forget Arbor Day. This is, this is, this is the day. This Arbor is the day. That's a random holiday. <laughs> it's one of the best. You're really missing out. <laughs> it's right up there with Earth Day. <laughs> All right. I think it's the time, about a good time to wrap things up. Uh, guys, let's give, I'm going to give you ample time to, to, let you plug your stuff. Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Kyle, where can people find you? Where can people find your podcast? Yeah, the floor is yours. All right. So, uh, you know, co-host of the Trevor Rigney show um, with Godzilla Media. You can find that pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, I also started a new podcast. Um, mm. It's me, my buddy Trav, and my buddy uh, Yeiser. And if you guys are into uh, old video games at all, retro games, uh, we we pick a new retro game every single week. And it's kind of like a video game book club. Uh, we all play the game, and by the end of the week, we get together and discuss the game, whether we like it, give it a rating. That can be found on YouTube. It's called Reliving Retro, and that's all for me. Oh, that's cool. I like that oh, idea. Right. I'm not much yeah. of a video gamer, but I like that idea. Try and play Silver Surfer on original Nintendo. You know what? I'll can, put it on my list. Dude, I could never get past about the first like seven minutes of that game, and I tried playing it for years. It's tough, man. <laughs> like Those original <laughs> Nintendo games are no joke. Shit. No, they're not. That was they're the not. hardest. That was the hardest game I think I ever tried playing. Silver Surfer on original Nintendo. That was ridiculous. How hard that was. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. <laughs> All right, Dan. Floor is yours. But where can people find you? You got a podcast. You got anything going on? What do people know? Uh, I don't really have much going on at the moment here. I'm, eventually, I'm going to start some things. There's some. Still some personal things in my life I got to clear up and give me time for first before I can do that. Eventually, I'll start a podcast or my own YouTube channel or something because I need a hobby. And the draft, I can, draft can only take up so much of my time. But, you know, for now, I'm still at DTSN Jets Dan where I post, you know, Jets stuff and, you know, talk shit to Mac Jones lovers because Mac Jones is trash. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, thanks for your time and go Jets. Thank you. Go Appreciate Jets. it. Go Jets. Thanks again to my friends Dan Goldstein and Kyle Rigney from the Trav and Rigney Show for joining me to do this NFL draft, uh, especially the New York Jets. We're both looking forward to what the Jets will do on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. So NFL draft, if you're into it, great. If you're not, not a big deal. We'll see you in the preseason. And before I close, I just want to remind you again about our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram. It's it's uh no creds req facebook.com forward slash no creds req and on youtube search no credentials required hit subscribe hit notifications that way you know when new videos are up 
Also, one way to support the show is to go to our bonfire store, bonfire.com. Just search no credentials required. Find yourself a nice array of clothing, including T-shirts and a hoodie. So go ahead and check that out. I'm Ryan McCarthy. I've been the host of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll talk to you again next time. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on supporters' music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.